All right, J-Lo. Hello. How are you feeling this morning? Oh, I feel great. You uh, just put on some tea tree oil. Oh, sorry, I just interrupted you. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes. What were you about to say? No, I, I woke up with like some kind of like a crick in my, uh, it's like close to my shoulder blade. Like, I'll, I'll show you on your back yep. here. It's, it's like kind of in this area. Interesting. Oh, I think, um. You know, eventually it'll go away, but I must have been sleeping in a weird position. Because I, I had a little bit of trouble getting to sleep last night, but once I was asleep, I was asleep until um, 9 o'clock. I, I didn't know that you had problems falling asleep. Yeah, I, I did a little bit. I was kind of positioning myself, and then I finally fell asleep. Wow. Whenever that was. So how long do you think you were up for after we stopped talking? Uh... Say probably an hour? I don't know. Oh, that's longer than me. I was maybe 30 minutes and I was listening to stuff too. And yeah. All I, yeah. All I, the things. Yeah. And I think it might have been at least an hour. Hopefully not more than that. But I couldn't tell you. Wow. Jolly. That's a crazy <laughs> Yeah. I woke up very early this morning at around 5. Uh-huh. Got up. Drank some water, came back to bed, and was a little bit bored. So I started reading a book mm-hmm. about this man who joined the French Foreign Legions when he was in his late 30s. I wish I had my phone in front wow. of me. Wow. Uh, I, I tell you the name. But it's pretty interesting so far. He was a police officer before he joined the Foreign Ling- uh, Legions. And he talked about how... As a kid, people thought he was stupid because he had dyslexia. Wow. He felt that he was finding himself on the force. He was married. And then he started taking pilot classes. Oh, wow. And moonlighting as a pilot. And because of this, his wife thought he was cheating. Oh. And he started doing bad at work. So eventually he lost his job. Uh-huh. Wasn't sure what to do. And I think somebody at a bar had told him that you could join the French Foreign Legions up until you're 40 years old. Uh So he goes there. He joins them. And this is in 1983. And he's in his early 30s? He's 38. 30? Wow. So that's like two years. Yeah. And and wait, uh, so was he he in France? Well, he had to go to France. He had to go to France. I believe if memory serves, he started out in London. I could be wrong. Because wow. you could be from anywhere in the world and join the Foreign Legions. That's what I wondered. I was like, well, could you be French? Could you be from another country? Yes. I, I think that's, you know, the term foreign. That's where that plays in. Yeah, but, yeah I figured. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying that for myself as much as for you. Yes, yes. So he goes there. He joins them. And there's some technical thing to where you could put down a different age. Yeah. He has people believing that he's 28 instead of 38. Oh, wow. He does all these exercises. He's doing re- really good, but he's struggling because he's older and it's very physical. Mm-hmm. At one point, this guy is jumping out of a plane and fractures his <gasps> ankle. Oh, no. Because he hesitated to jump, and so he missed the, the <gasps> landing spot. Oh. He doesn't die or anything, but no. his ang- ankle's pretty messed up. yeah. And there's this one um, regiment that he really wants to be involved with. Mm -hmm. The guy running it says, okay, listen, 
if you have this race off by Christmas Day, we'll let you participate. Uh-huh. But that's the only way you're going to be able to join us. It's the only stipulation. Yes. Yeah. The doctors keep telling him, we don't think it's time. This isn't good enough. Eventually, on Christmas Day, he just decides that he's going to cut the cast off. He goes to see one of the doctors and runs around the field and is in pain but doesn't show it. Goes to his commanding officer who says, I don't want to know how you got that cast off, but you're (laughs) part of the crew. I believe that's where I ended reading. Wow. Yeah, and then I went back to sleep until around 8.30 or so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, and what's this guy's name? I forgot. I forgot. Well, it's, he's the author <laughs> of the book, babes, and I don't have the oh. electronic version in front of me. It's oh, not like okay. he says, I, John Smith, did this. And, <laughs> John, and when John Smith jumped out of the plane, it's not Well, like I that. mean, I figured that, well, I mean, I figured that since you just read it this morning, you would know, but I... But I'm horrible with names. Okay. We've, we've established this, haven't we? Yes, we have established it, but have you ever thought about ways that you can remember names? I don't care about that. <sighs> Well, then, should I forget yours? Be <laughs> See how you like it, Dale? No, I'm kidding. Oh, it is. I'm just kidding. I know a lot of people have a hard time with names and faces. Both names and faces. Yes. Do you have a hard time? Do you do you have a hard time with faces or just names, usually? Well, I'm a blind guy, so I'm not the best with faces. Unless you're close to, the, unless they're close to you. Unless they're super close. To so me. like if, so because I'm a little bit away from you, if I went like this, you'd be able to see my face. Yes. Yes. But it's not, you know, the clearest, but I can't see it. Unless I was touching noses. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Then I'd be able to tell your eye color. Okay. Okay, G. Well. I'll wait. But it's an interesting book so far. That sounds interesting that he, he was going to limp or not limp, or show that he show that he isn't in pain just to join this regiment. And it's cool to see somebody joining a military operation when they're in their late thirties. Even though uh, people have thought that he was in his late twenties, which yes. I think is kind of interesting. Huh? When was this? When did this come out? I don't know, but I know that he was active in the organization from the mid to late eighties, or at least wow. that's what the book has implied so far. Okay, and his wife did they did they still stay married or? How I believe they... they divorced. Oh wow! Before he joined the legions. So I so what I did this morning because I was bored, I went on my bookshare list uh-huh. and just went to a random page and saw that oh I have this book that I must have just put in randomly one day. So I downloaded it and started reading. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well. That is cool. It's good stuff, babes. That is cool. I gotta get back. I gotta get. I gotta go on Bookshare again because there's so many things that I. There's some things I can't find on Bard, and I. I'm. There's some things I'm interested in reading about. Do you know what you want to read next? Oh, I was gonna re. I was gonna uh, reread um, a book uh, that's a part of the series. Uh, it was a part of the Left Behind series, but I wanted uh, to finish it. You're gonna finish the series or the book? I'm going to finish the series. How many more books do you have in the series? Uh, I have to look because I I was on Bard and I was downloading as many books as I could. And I have to make sure I remember the order because um, uh, I cannot remember. You know, you could Google Left Behind Book Order and it would probably come up. 
I know, I know. I'd rather remember. I'd rather take the more complicated way. It takes a lot more time. It's a lot less effective. Bubs, what? I'm not you. Okay, <laughs> I'm effective. Ah! I'm curious, but if you had to guess, how many more books do you think you have in the series? When, including the second book that I'm rereading, that I will be rereading. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You have nine more books ten? to read? Nine or ten more books. Nine or ten more books? How long are these books? Um, they don't seem very long. Um, I think I could probably finish one book in an hour. Or two hours. Oh, well, that's good. Two, one or two hours, I Yeah, believe. they probably have to keep it simple for their audience. Because it's like a, a kid's book, right? It is not a kid's book. Oh. It, there is a kid's series of books, but it's, um, it's, it's actually about... Um, uh, End time prophecies that were prophesied in um, Revelation. So it's it's based on that. They take a um, a literal approach to uh, the book and how it's um, how it's played out. But it's um, it's interesting how it happened. Is the kids book series? Is it like I never I never read the kids series. So it's not like left behind. What to do when your best friend goes to hell? No, it's a it's 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 a kids. It's a way to show kids uh about the subject matter but it's it's more kid oriented that sounds very scary it's scary if you don't understand if you don't understand um what it all means interesting babes. it's not so scary to me yes. so you're gonna read the entire series and then you're gonna move on to something else yes nice yes maybe i'll maybe i'll um read about somebody in history that i don't really know about oh who knows or I might do the uh, don't know much about books. I don't know. Those are good. I like them. Are they? Uh, are they kind of? Um, does the author sort of simplify it, or does he just kind of go into detail about subject? He goes into detail, but he does it in a way that's understandable. Mm. I like. I like how. Uh, what's good. his name? I think it's Kenneth C. Davis. Yes. Yes. He does. Yes. He does a good job with those books. Cool. Yes. Very cool. Yes, Sounds like cool. a smart guy. He does. Yeah. Something like that. Sounds like very, very smart. He learned a lot from me. Oh, my goodness. Babes, I love you. My boyfriend, the braggart, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my goodness. Conceited a little bit, are you? You are. But I, I love I you. I am not conceited. Yeah, I love you, babes. I love you, babes. Love Babes? No tickle. I, th I, thought, I thought you liked tickle choices. Uh, hey, tickle choice. <laughs> Oh, where are you going for the jugular? Oh, no, babes. No, no, no. After we woke up this morning, babes, I hope you didn't mind, but I, I failed to ask you. <laughs> I put on the Clubhouse Town Hall. I figured you are going to do that. Okay. I, it wasn't, I mean, I wasn't annoyed or anything. I just figured you were going to do that. Because those two guys, well, especially um, the one guy. Paul. Nick, Paul. He's, they seem very enthusiastic about all their, um, their new features. And now, from what we heard, um, uh, Clubhouse will now be able to, um, to accommodate Android users. From what it looks like, babes. Yeah. The app has been up for a while, but they haven't been advertising it. So 
a couple weeks ago, Paul said, if you see any Android apps uh, for Clubhouse, they're most likely a scam. Oh. And then I searched today, and the one I found I've seen before. So it makes me think that they just haven't been putting it out there because they didn't want a lot of people to jump on. Yeah. Now, I know uh, somebody's going to say, but they announced two weeks a week ago that they were letting some Android users on or two weeks ago, however long ago. Right, 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 right. But listen, this is Rick's interpretation of... It How could be, you could be right. It could be that, oh, well, we don't want, uh, this whole thing crazy, busy until we know for sure that it can be used by Android users. That's probably what you mean, right? Yeah, but it's really cool that it's up there now. Uh, that's going <clears> to <throat> give me more flexibility. And I also like mm-hmm. that they're putting a lot more focus on the idea of searching for rooms. I, th- cool. I thought it was very interesting what Paul said today about if you click on a club uh-huh. and then click on their upcoming events, you hit the bell notification and it'll let you know when that room starts. Yes. So it's a, a picture of a bell? Yes. And if you click on somebody's profile and they've scheduled a room... You can click on that room, and um, when the room will show up in their profile, then you can click on the room and click on the bell, and you'll be notified when their room starts. I've been able to post when I've uh, uh, schedules for my upcoming rooms, but I, I wasn't able to do the notification thing until now. Oh, okay. And I just do it because what I'll do is when I schedule a room in my profile, below the like three sentences where I write about myself, I'll write a thing that says future rooms. And then I'll just put the description of the rooms that I'm going to host. Oh, right cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. But this is much better, I think. Cool. Yes. So you don't have to do that. I that, don't have to do that anymore. That's cool. Which is kind of nice. That is nice. Yes, yes, yes. And what did he say about being in two rooms at the same time, which is kind of weird? I I think what it was is Rohan was said something about how right now there's a techno room going on and it would be really <laughs> cool to go there. Yeah. And Paul was just saying, oh, it would be uh, kind of fun to go to two rooms at the same time. Oh. <laughs> but there are ways to do that. Uh, oh, right, right. But I think they go against their policies. That's kind of funny. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. We were on Clubhouse yesterday, babes. We were. We weren't there for very long, though. No. There weren't that many good rooms. There wasn't. I was really, um, it probably would have been, uh, well, because we were, we were doing a podcast ep, uh, just like two, three hours before. And then, um, you know, we were on Clubhouse for maybe about an hour or two, right? I would say that would be correct. But there wasn't a lot of good rooms. I mean, the, the one, the one of the rooms that we liked was a piano room. The live piano room was really good. We didn't stay there for that long. We didn't stay there for that long. We only heard a few uh, people, and they were super talented. I like the piano room, but I really enjoyed Ask an Astronaut. The The last person we listened to in the piano room, I liked her piano playing a little bit better than her voice. Um, and, I'll see, and I'll tell you why, because um, I'm not a big Natalie Merchant fan. I mean, her songs are all right. They're, they're not my favorite, but they're okay. And I'm just, her voice sounded too much like Natalie Merchant to me. I would agree. But I thought her um, her song she picked was good. She played Vincent by Don McLean. Nice. It was very good. And then and then we went to Ask an Astronaut. That, that was, was fun. That was fun. Somebody asked the question, 
what does the sun sound like? And could we ever get microphones close enough to record it? That's never happened, but we have guesstimations of what the sun sounds like based on the information we have. And the astronaut, I think her name was Victoria, played a recording of what we think it sounds like. I think you're right. And that was very cool. I think it's what her name was. She seems nice. She does. Um, I thought it was interesting to um, learn about like um, explosions on the sun. Like that. Oh yeah, I don't know how hot it is, and um, I didn't know how hot it was. Though. So I don't know if you, I I think I might have mentioned it here, but there was a Reading Rainbow episode I watched when I was a kid, and I looked for it on YouTube. I think it's still there. The name of the episode is called Space Cases, and there were um, I think there was like a couple of uh, scientists and astronauts that were talking about um, what it could sound like in space, and that there was a recording of it. It sounded kind of weird, but it was cool. I wonder how LeVar Burton felt about doing Reading Rainbow episodes about space, considering that he also played Geordi on TNG. I'm sure he really enjoyed it. I hope so. He, he I mean, as a ho- as the host of Reading Rainbow for years, it seemed like he really, really had a love for reading and really enjoyed uh, talking about different books. And they, of course, you know, they would showcase kids talking about the books that they read. And um, and he they would have like uh, dramatizations of the, the dramatizations of the stories that they were picking. So I I I love that show as a kid. I watched it here and there, but it wasn't one of my favorites. I watched it. I, the reason why I watched it so much is not just because I watched it at home, but they were playing it at my school. Yeah, we watched a couple episodes there too. Yeah, they didn't just play Reading Rainbow, but they also played Sesame Street on occasion. I don't remember that ever happening. Yeah, they played it um, in my kindergarten class. They played it a lot. Oh. Yeah. Well, good. Yes. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Then, somebody I know invited us into a room uh, where we heard the beach sounds. And you said that you had actually heard about this phenomenon before. There's a thing that's, like, getting really popular called ASMR. So, it's like to... um, mix your senses with audio uh mainly audio like you're supposed to feel like you're at the beach when you're listening to the beach is what they want to it's like a simulated it feels like it's a simulated so i'll give you an an example that i gave you uh earlier um oh sounds like your tummy that was my something where my my tummy anyway so my niece uh is really um, got into like ASMR things on YouTube. And I think it's like audio sensory something. I forgot what it was. But she said, oh, you have to hear this because this is an ASMR about getting a, a checked for lice. So she puts it on. I put earphones on. And this lady is talking as if she's a nurse. And she's talking to a child and she says, okay, I'm going to take this comb and I'm going to move it. I'm going to uh, move it um, along your scalp. And she does, but she takes this, whatever it is, and she, I think she moves it um, close to the microphone so you can actually hear it. And it literally feels like somebody scratching your scalp with a comb. That's crazy. It's crazy. And I'm like, this is the oddest bizarrest 
feeling, but I kind of like it. <laughs> no, it was weird. That was one example I, I could think of. That's what she said. I'm going to have to explore that a little bit deeper. It's odd. It's really weird. <laughs> but we were in the room for a couple minutes and you said, oh, let's get out of here. Yeah, I was, I didn't feel like I was at the beach. <laughs> and Clubhouse was, it wasn't that active yesterday, like Alana said. So we kind of just checked out. And then the person who invited me into the room, it's, I, I almost want to call this person my friend, but we haven't met in real life yet. And you he, know, he's, I'm, you're friendly with him. I'm very friendly with him. And he, he's, he's a potential friend. Yes. We've made plans to meet in public in June because we both have different things going on until then. And once that happens, I'm 98% sure I'll be able to say my friend. But until then, the person who invited us into the room called me. And I go into the bedroom to talk to him, not to mess around with Alana. Oh, my goodness. We, he's like, oh, you know, I don't know what that was, but it sounded interesting at the time. And I said, oh, you know, I would have stayed in there longer, but my girlfriend wanted to leave, and which is true. And then we started talking about music on Clubhouse. I believe he brought it up. You know, this is something I'm passionate about. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think if you are, then, you know, go for it. So we got in a bit of a discussion. I said, I've cracked the code and have figured out how to play it, uh, play music on there after many sleepless nights, which Alana <laughs> will contest is true. I was, I was like, what were you doing up so late? <laughs> I'm like, you gotta go to bed. <laughs> You're calling me and you're like, oh, I was up until this time yes. putting this thing on Clubhouse. I'm like, you or have, trying to figure out how to get You have on. to go. And you're like, I was spending so many hours, like two hours. And I'm like, you have to do something else. But we're going to talk more about it later <laughs> than this week. And it's possible we may start hosting some music rooms. It's pretty cool. Yes. And I want to do something this week, uh, like a hip hop themed room, uh, maybe Tuesday night. Mm. Yes. Very cool. Well, how do you feel about your man? <laughs> doing some DJing. Ah, I think it's pretty awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe you might be discovered and you're like, hey, can we, you want to join our radio station or whatever? You never I don't know. know, babes. I offered to record the set for you and you're like, no, that's okay. Well, I mean... I don't want to hear it. Well, Bubs, I mean, you, you kind of... You have to understand, I'm, I, I like a little bit of hip-hop, but I'm not like really deep into it. Right. Because some of the stuff you pick, I'm like... Mm, uh, <laughs> That's it's, a great endorsement for my. It's no, 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 room. no, no. I'm just being honest. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. I'm yes. just saying that some of the stuff that you pick, I may not really care for, and that's okay. You yes. can you can play whatever you want in your room. I just you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not as much into hip hop as you are. That's fair. By the way, we should have the discussion now about if we're going to do a virtual date this week. And I think we should. You think so? How do you feel about it? Um, well, I, it, did you, did you figure, you figure out a way that I would be able to ask questions? Yes, I did. Cool. Yes. Uh, what are you thinking about doing that? I was thinking Tuesday and that way I could schedule, I, I know the infamous shot for Wednesday, but I was thinking we could do it Tuesday and then maybe Wednesday afternoon we do a recording talking about it. Um, we could do that. Yeah, I think that would be kind of fun. Yeah, and if we get bored with Clubhouse, we can always watch a movie or TV show. Yes, a Twilight Zone maybe? Either Twilight Zone, maybe some TNG. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And you still haven't seen Voyager. I don't know if we want to go down the Voyager route. I, I kind of want to see some Twilight Zone stuff. Look, you watch some Twilight Zone. Because um, I saw, I mean, I didn't see a lot 
of Twilight Zone when I when I was a kid, but I saw some things recently and I'm like, whoa, this is some weird stuff, but it's fun. I am more than willing to watch that show with you. It's great. Yes. I mean, there are some bad episodes, like every show, but there's a lot of things in the Twilight Zone that I think are classic and deserve to be watched again. The one about the uh, the sun, I, I like if the Earth was moving towards the sun, that was kind of weird too because it was like a really hot day and um they were trying to get as much um as as hydrated as possible these two women and one of them had this horrible fever and she fainted and uh it was it was an interesting episode yeah but i i, I like some i like some twilight zone nice it's still on netflix i think so if it's not we can find it okay i may have a copy i think possibly okay. In the archives. Yes. Who's the one that narrates it? The narrates the beginning of the Twilight. The Rod Twilight Serling, Zone. the creator. Rod Serling, thank you. Yeah. You have now entered the, the Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. Yes. Yeah. Great show. Great it's an show. ingenious idea. I love him. He also, I believe, was a head writer on Playhouse 90. Well, that what, was... Huh? No, you go ahead. The, the, the Twilight Zone was this, the, the same show that had that one episode to serve man? Yes. Okay. We could watch that because you still haven't seen that one. Or something else, too. Okay. We could watch that, too. It's kind of interesting. Yes, you will. Do you see the little aliens on the show? I have, I've only seen that episode once. Yeah. And it was in 2006, a couple months before I moved to Colorado. I don't... I could be wrong on this, but I don't think you actually see them. I know you hear them. Okay. But I don't think they're visible on screen. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, Jim. Well, okay. You hear the, the, the little men or whatever. Yes, Jim. Whoa. Maybe they're huge. I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Good. Yes. Okay. What did we do for dinner last night? We made some twice-baked potatoes, and they turned out super good. I was a little bit concerned, so we re-watched the Chef John recipe again. Yes. And at one point... Actually, you watched it. I watched it. That's right. I put my headphones on, and you were on Clubhouse. And he was scooping out the potatoes, but he switched in the middle from a spoon to a fork. So I just thought to myself, well, why don't I just start with the fork? I kind of screwed up the insides (laughs) of the potatoes a little bit but i think they ended up tasting really good oh no it didn't even matter if it was aesthetically not so aesthetically beautiful but you know we're both you know we both don't you don't have a lot of vision i don't have any vision so it didn't really matter Mm -hmm. um but i cut up some green onion um half of the the package of green onions that i bought and i think i'm going to use i'm going to use the rest of them today oh um and that was a really good topping and uh, you put all that in there, um, but there were some left over in the bowl that uh, we ate the rest of the to- the filling. As we were waiting for the potatoes to it's cook. Good filling, too. I really like oh. it. So we threw in, I threw in a little bit of pepper, some rosemary, a yep. stick of butter, yep. and a little bit of kosher salt, plus some cheese. Oh. And sour cream. And sour cream, that's right. Just a little bit of sour cream. And when I put the potato inside the shell with the filling yep i added on the top just a little bit of hummus yeah it turned out really good i i I could taste a hint of hummus and it was overpowering but it was delicious i liked it a lot too it was it was so good well yes you will yes 
Is that something you would make again? Oh, certainly. I'd love to make that with you again. Nice. Yes. It's, it's, it's really good. Mm. Not just the regular baked potatoes, but the twice baked potatoes with the skin on top. Mm. Nice. Not something that you would want to eat every single day because of how starchy it is. Sure. And, but it's delicious. Once in a while. It's and good. it is filling. I'm excited about the focaccia pizza I'm going to make tonight. It's been fermenting for about two days now. Mm. I'm curious, what's on the menu for dinner with you? I'm going to I think I told, I think I mentioned this yesterday, actually. I'm going to cut up some green onion and I'm going to cook up my meat uh, with the green onion as soon as that's um, getting ready to, um, uh, as soon as the meat starts to loosen up and cook and so the green onion, I'm going to put my tomato sauce in and once I'm done cooking that, then I'm going to boil my macaroni for at least, um, I think it, um, the elbow pasta is supposed to be boiled for a, for about 8 to 12 minutes. So. Oh, so are you going to do the recipe that, uh, or a macaroni and cheese like... Um, oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to do that. No. Okay. I'm not going to do that this time. Um, but I, I think I might try that another day. Nice. Um I have to go over the settings again, but, um, no, I'm not going to do the mac and cheese this time, but I will, um, I will cook that up with my meat and green onions and I'm going to boil my elbow pasta for, uh, 11 minutes like I usually do. Oh, good. And then I got to mix it all together and that's what I'm going to have. I'm proud of you, babes. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying, uh, doing that. Yeah. Experimenting with pasta and rice and, um, now that I'm... And now that I know how to make sure that my rice doesn't stick to the bottom of my pot, I just have to um, spray the sides and the bottom with cooking spray and just kind of um, move it around to incorporate everything. And it worked last time. That's good. Yes. That's your wool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Babes. Yes. We watched the, I guess you could call it technically a concert movie. Because it was the... Um, well, it wasn't really a movie. It was an actual um, recorded... Um, it was a live musical that was recorded. I don't know. Do you know where it was recorded? I think on Broadway. But I think that, was, that would cause, um, qualify as a concert film, right? No. What would you consider a concert movie? I would consider a concert movie like the original Kings of Comedy. Or... Um, or... Like Robin, well, actually, no, Robin Williams Live at the Met. That was, um, that was, I would consider that a concert. But you would just consider this a live recording? I would just consider it a live musical because it was, it was a, um, a musical that was posted on to, um, Disney Plus. Disney Plus, yeah. We did not watch two movies last night then. <laughs> we watched, well, okay, I guess in some ways it is a concert film, yes. but it isn't, but it isn't, it isn't. So. I would say it's an original streaming concert film, but but without getting into the technicalities, we should say off the bat that we both really enjoyed it. Yes, I, I I didn't know because I've heard it was good. I heard the dancing was was fun, and also the music, and that it was modern. But I I wasn't too sure if it was going to be good. But I was I was pleasantly surprised at how good it was. Why don't you give the recap? I will try. All right. Um, so this is a story of Alexander Hamilton, um, hence the name Hamilton. He goes to, I think this, this sets in, um, 
uh, law school, I think it is. He goes to law school. He meets Aaron Burr, who we will talk about later in the musical. He meets Aaron Burr, and they kind of um, sort of, you know, make acquaintances and, um, you know, say their pleasantries, but they're not really, like, besties or anything, would you say? I That's very accurate. Okay. Um, is there anything you want to to say chiming in to this, or do you want me to continue? I like, I'll go with what you're saying, and if I have something to add, I will. Okay, so there might be, there might be some things that I might be wrong about, on, because they moved pretty quickly through the musical, and there's a lot of music that I was paying attention to. Um, uh, the music kind of reminded me, uh, before I go on, like, it was, um, uh, influenced by a lot of hip hop artists like uh, Ludacris, Lil, Lil John, uh, the stuff you hear on the radio. Well, that was the point of the <clears throat> Broadway musical was to have that. Well, I, I just that, that was the selling point. It's not like you're the only one who you know had the thought. I know that. Okay, <laughs> it'd be funny if you're the only one who got on to that. That would be funny, but it w- I, obviously I'm not the only one that holds this idea. No, but um, I liked how it was presented. Um, so anyway, um, he goes to law school, meets Aaron Burr. Um, I think some time passes. Uh, Washington is the president. Um, Alexander Hamilton becomes his right-hand man. He fights in the war. Well, he fought in the war before. He fought in the war before. George Washington became president. Okay, okay, okay. Excuse me. So he fought in the war before George Washington became president. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think before, it's either after or before he meets his uh, future wife. That he becomes George Washington's right-hand man. They're pretty close during the Revolutionary War, too. Yes, they were. Um, he becomes friends with the Schuyler sisters. It's implied that... Angelica, Skyler, and him had kind of a thing before he met Eliza, her younger sister. Eliza Skyler becomes his wife. He goes off to war and is writing letters to Eliza, but also writes letters to Angelica. It's it's implied that he still has a thing for Angelica because Eliza finds his letters and says, hey, you put dearest comma or was it angelica comma i forgot i forgot it was a comma in between those two words what did you mean by that <laughs> you know and, and i of course i would probably wonder that too um george washington notices that there's something going on in the war i think they were uh, uh they were teaming up against the british were they yes babe. that's what the revolutionary war yes 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 well, I just wanted to... Bubs. <laughs> Sorry, babes. You know, you don't have to be condescending about it. I love you, babes. Give me a kiss. No. Yeah. 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 You could be a little bit more kinder. Sorry, babes. Mm. Yeah, I love you, babes. And mm. I'm sorry you didn't get a good teacher in history class. Bubs! Babes, I was trying to be kind. Give me no, a kiss. No, you weren't yeah, kind sorry, at all. Yeah, sorry, babes. Sorry, babes. Give me a kiss. Kind of a backhanded apology. Sorry, babes. I love you. Give me a kiss. Mm. Give me a kiss. Okay. Mm. Mm. Feel better? Uh, a little bit. Okay, good. Until I get mad at you again. <laughs> Hopefully that, that doesn't need to happen, but keep going. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So, um, George Washington, sometime goes on, they're, they're in the war. George Washington says, look, um, I don't want you to fight anymore. I want you to go home. Alexander Hamilton goes home, finds out that his wife is expecting a, a son. And, um, she's telling him, look, you have to take a break. You have to be with your son. Your son needs you. Even your son is telling you to take a break because he's about nine. And he's... Some time goes by. Some time goes by because there's a lot of things that go that are in between. Um, and uh, he says, look, I have to fight this war. I have to finish this war. And he's writing a lot of things down, keeping record of it. Um, and he's writing as if he's running out of time. And even his... even. Um, People around him were saying, you, you're running like you're running out of time. And he said, look, I can't take a break, but I have to go back to war. So he he leaves his family. Um, a woman named Mariah Reynolds comes into his life. He finds out that she's married, but if he gives... Um, his, her husband James the right, play, the right price, then he could pretty much do whatever he wanted with her. They, so they've had an affair for, I believe it was a few months. And he says, well, nobody has to know that. Nobody has to know. It can be our secret. Nobody's going to know about it. And he writes us all down. Um, Kind of bites him in the ass a little bit later on. Well, we're going to explain that. All right, keep going, babes. Okay. So, meanwhile, um, back in Washington, D.C., um, Thomas Jefferson becomes Secretary Jefferson. And I think he is, um, I think there was one part where he's like, wow, what, what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? What did I miss? So he wants to become the Secretary of Stra- State for um for George Washington and uh, uh Alexander Hamilton is debating whether Jefferson should be the Secretary of State and um he's actually a pretty good debater. Let's just say that Jefferson and Hamilton at least according to this play don't really get along. And it's implied and, it, and it's stated that uh Alexander Hamilton doesn't get along with the next um president in line who's uh John Adams. John yes. Yeah. Which I think is kind of interesting. I thought I read, I thought I heard something about that, but that's besides the point. So, um, now now tell me, um, you can chime in if you'd like. Uh, where does King George fit in? King George is just upset. They have him. You know, he's a token white guy, and they have him <laughs> at, near the beginning of the play because. As some people are aware, the Revolutionary War was fought between England and the colonies. Yes. Okay, so time goes by, and Washington ends up stepping down after a second term. Yes. Which was controversial at the time. Yes. Right? And John Adams becomes president. Eventually, he gets older. Hamilton is hanging out with his son, and Hamilton's son wants to defend his father because somebody uh, said some shady stuff about him. Yeah, George Eaker. Yes. George Eaker, I think, was a classmate of his. So they 
go to have a duel. And George Eaker shoots Alex, uh, Philip Hamilton in the hip and it, uh, the, um, Alexander and his wife Eliza rush to see him. And as they're watching their son finally die, it brings them even closer together because now they both lost their son and they're devastated. Jefferson runs for president against John Adams. No. Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Um, Jefferson runs for president against, uh, dude who shot Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Yes. And everybody's wondering what is Hamilton going to say? He eventually, what? No, 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 no. I was agreeing with you. Okay. He eventually comes out and says, Hey, listen, both these guys are assholes, but in least, uh, while I disagree on pretty much everything with, Jefferson, at least he has opinions. Yeah. And Burr will just like say what he thinks you want to hear. So he ends up on Jefferson's side. Yes. He ends up, um, he ends up on Jefferson's side and, uh, um, and, and that's how Jefferson was able to get Hamilton on his side. It's kind of interesting. Well, that's how Jefferson, yes. a lot of people speculate, was able to win. Yeah. Burr is not too pleased with this. They get into a duel, and he ends up killing Hamilton. Right, and and before I should mention this because this is a really powerful scene where Alexander Hamilton's life is kind of it seems like it's flashing by, and he's also thinking, "Well, am I? Am I willing to die? Uh, you know, my mo- I'll see my mother on the other side. I'll see my son on the other side." And he says, "I'm willing to go on the other side, whatever happens." And before Aaron, before the gun goes off and Aaron shoots him, Aaron says, wait, and he shoots him. Yes. And so you see Eliza, and she's explaining what happened because she said, I was alive for another 50 years. My sister Angelica is buried at Trinity Church close to my husband, but I opened an orphanage in New York and I need to tell your story because because who's going to tell your story? Angelica, I'm, I relied on Angelica, and she told her story. Now I'm going to tell your story. And then she ends up dying at the end. Yes. This is a really powerful scene. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch this. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Now I'm really interested in reading um, about Alexander Hamilton because I really don't know much about him, honestly. I'm ashamed to say that I don't either. Yeah. I, I, now, now I really want, now, now it has, um, really, um, uh, that might be another book. That might be, when I'm done with this series, that might be, uh, the next thing I read about is Alexander Hamilton's life. Nice. Cause I want to know, well, did they fudge the truth and kind of, um, modernized it? I, uh, I mean, well, obviously they weren't rapping about what was going on. And Alexander Hamilton, I'm assuming, is not, was not black. Right. And Aaron Burr wasn't black either. No. And so was the, the Schuyler sisters were not black. Nobody <laughs> portrayed in this movie as black was actually black. Um, unless there were some slave soldiers that we just missed. I believe that in the play Othello, in the live, in, uh, when it was performed, Othello was a black guy. But I don't know that he was really a black in the play because I never read it. But, you know, in this play, none of the characters in this play were actually black. Yeah. But uh, but they did they did a really good job of it. But it's a reinterpretation. 
yeah. of what happened. You're not supposed to take this as literal. Yeah. However, it would help if there, you know, there's some truth. Right, so it would be a little bit unrealistic if in the middle of the Revolutionary War they start uh, watching TV. They sit down and watch TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, George Eaker was watching TV and uh, Philip Hamilton interrupted his show. <laughs> He's saying some bad things about his father. <laughs> oh. Yeah, whether that happened, I don't think it happened. But What TV wasn't around back then? Dave? TV was not around. It was just funny how that was... <laughs> I completely forgot about that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, no, that's not that's unrealistic because TV wasn't around then. How do you feel about the fact that this was cast with all black actors except for the King of England? Well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm. I'm not a woke person. Yes. I will say that I thought it was very creative, and I, I thought that. Um, uh, I'm not thinking on terms of, well, why would they, you know, cultural appropriation or anything like that. Um, I thought they did a really good job and I thought that was a really interesting way of modernizing it. Yeah. It would be funny if going forward now, the only time you see our Alexander Hamilton in a movie, he has to be black. <laughs> <laughs> well, the same, like if they had an all Asian cast, right? With, yes. with maybe one white guy, yes. that would be very funny too. Um, but I think that's what's what maybe that's what they were trying to do is they, they were modernizing it and they were making it um, making it funny so that people will enjoy it. And I thought it was very creative. And the singing was and the singing was great. I think that they should show this in classrooms whenever schools reopen, mm. because a lot of times school districts will try to make history as boring as possible. I would agree. I would agree. Um, well, see, I know that you, I told you about my U.S. history class and tell me if I mentioned it here because I don't remember. Um, I had, I took a history class in uh, my junior year, but our, th the way that it worked was we had to watch, we were watching these uh, movie portrayals of historical events. Yeah, you told me that. No, no, I don't know if I mentioned it here. You did. Did I? Yes. Okay. Now, it shouldn't just be that. So it's it, it should be like we say, okay, we're watching this movie. By the way, uh, these people actually owned black people. They weren't black themselves. Right. And use it to... But they use it as a jumping off point to learn about these people. Right. You know. And and to encourage students to read more about the actual, yeah, the actual history of this person, not just, you know, um, learn things by rote. So maybe what you could do, babes, is you could say, okay, we're going to read a biography about all the founding fathers. It doesn't just focus on Hamilton. And at the end of reading this biography to celebrate, we're going to watch the movie, the musical Hamilton followed by a discussion about the movie versus real life. See, that would be a great history class. Mm -hmm. You you wouldn't just learn it by rote, but you would um also see it in action um even if even if it was modernized and say, "Hey, this is not what really happened in the biography, but it was fun to see." Yes. I may be delusional. But part of me believes I would have made a pretty good history teacher. Hmm. I don't know. I I can't say. Oh. <laughs> oh. I think that it would be cool to um, do like how they did in my Shakespeare class and make 
you know, even make up a play based on a biography that you read mm-hmm. and say, hey, we should act this out, not just read it, but really act it out so that we um, so that you guys can understand what really happened in this part of history. Yes. And so that it could stick in your mind and then, you know, watch uh, something performed that was based on the same thing you read about or another person you read about. Uh, like like that's that's why I loved my Shakespeare class, because we were we were reading it and we were speaking it. And um, that's why I enjoyed it so much. Here's a question that is a little bit more uncomfortable. Uh Oh, we can assume that Alexander Hamilton was racist. Okay. We can assume. Well, I mean, a lot of his close friends were slave owners. I think that's a pretty good indication right there. Yeah, but come on. I mean, there there has been some people um, today that has been trying to rewrite the actual history. So, I don't know. But George Washington owned slaves. He, did he? Yes, he did. And when uh, the colonies were fighting for independence and got it, he didn't outlaw slavery. He kept it. Hmm. Now I gotta read about that now. Well, why do you think we have the Civil War, babes? Of course, it was to end slavery. To end slavery, of course. So obviously, he didn't end it after the Revolutionary War, and he became president. He could have ended slavery. So, so Alexander Hamilton was probably a racist. Um, and the question I have for you is. Well, we'll probably never know the answer. To well, wait a minute, though. Wait a second. Okay. Is it that he, it, the, the, all the slaves that we that that he owned, right? No were they all black slaves or were they white slaves too? They because, were black slaves because they're. And, this is documented. And I, and I and I want to stress too that there are there have been black people in history that even owned um, black and white slaves. I hear you, but the ones that. But I'm just I'm just saying though, I'm just saying. I mean. I'd, I'd like to study. I'd like to study that part of history as well. Because well, what I would say is yes, there were black people who owned slaves, but there were a lot more white people who did. And to the best of my knowledge, and you can find this information because it's public record, George Washington owned black slaves. Not only that, but in the uh, Constitution, it says that black people are on, or are only three fifths human. In in the Constitution, yes, it does. or in the earlier part of the Constitution that wasn't um, before it was actually um, okay. Okay, I think we're getting off topic here. <laughs> oh, no, I have, a question. I have a question. Yes. So Alexander Hamilton was racist. Um, the question I have for you is: if he could magically be transported from the moment he was shot mm-hmm. to our time now and be shown the. Uh, uh, the play Hamilton. Hmm? Do you think you would think it was cool that there was this interesting interpretation of his life? Or do you think that he would be pissed off that there were so many black people in it? I don't think, I don't know what he would think. Honestly, I think it would be, I think he might be upset that there, there may have been some um, liberties taken with the story, but not that there's a lot of black people in it. See, I, I, I would think that he would be upset by that. I don't know that. It's weird. You don't see the Founding Fathers as racist. I mean, I need, I have to admit, I have to study up on this, but 
I, I think that there have been some misinterpretations of stories, and I want to know what they really are. But they themselves said that black people were only three-fifths human. Really? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to see about that. This is, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to say you're right or wrong, but like I said, that's why I want to read about Alexander Hamilton, because I don't know much about him. Yeah, this is very easy to research. Bubs, what you're being condescending again? Sorry, babes. I don't know. You know, it's really not good of you to do that. I know, but condescending. All right, stop, 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 stop. (laughs) I don't think it's fair when woke people say we should dismiss everything that the founding fathers ever did. On the opposite side, I also think it's a little bit problematic when, um, let's say, more conservative people give them the out for give the founding fathers an out for holding slaves. Yeah, but here's the thing though. What's up? Um but now but now, but don't you think that the woke side of this coin is saying, well these people were slave owners so we shouldn't we shouldn't let our kids learn about them. What did I just say? I don't think it's fair when they dismiss everything the founding fathers did. No, I know, but what I'm trying to say is that they'll they'll use the the race card for anything. No, babes. You got to understand. Uh, a lot of people don't know that the founding fathers owned slaves, and they should know that. I think. I think you have to teach both sides of it. Yes, these were important men. Yes, they were very, very smart and did a lot of good things. And yes, they were extremely racist. You could teach both sides of the of the coin and give a more nuanced picture. Okay. But anyway, I. I do want to learn about Alexander Hamilton. Um, I don't know that he would, um, how he would feel if he watched it, uh, the musical today. Um, so I really, I mean, I don't know how to answer that. Okay. That's fair. His wife, Elijah, lived to be 97. Yes, yes. Yes, 50 years after he, and he, I think he was at least 49 when he died. That was, Pretty young. Oh. Young compared to 99, yes. Okay, I didn't know we were comparing to 99. Oh, my goodness. I just said that. Okay. Love. Well, give me a kiss. Well, his wife died at 97, not 99. Bubs. <laughs> I'm talking about him, not her. Okay. I don't know why you compared it to 99. Bubs. All right, all right, give me a kiss. I was just trying to be funny. Okay, sorry. Can, can, I, can I be funny without you comparing? Sorry, babe, give me a kiss. No. Yeah. Why not? Why not? No. Babes, come on. You want to give it to me. You're not being very nice. Sorry, babes. Give me a kiss. You're not being nice this morning. Sorry, babes. Give me a kiss. Babes, who do I love? You. Who else? <laughs> who else do I love? Uh, you you love me? Yeah. Now give me a kiss. And chocolate? Yeah. Who do you love? I love you. Okay. So but I love me too. Okay. okay go. But give me a kiss. Well, you say sorry. Sorry, babes. Give me a kiss. Are you really sorry? <laughs> give me a kiss. Okay, okay. But um overall, um go go stream it. It's it you are going to have uh, a good two hours of entertainment, comedy, and um some powerful scenes. I could even see wa- rewatching this again just by myself. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. J Lo. 
Yes. Is there anything about this play you want to ask me about? I'd like to know who played Alexander Hamilton. I thought he was very good. I forgot the guy's name. But they're uh, they're so good. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And I told you when they were doing the Alexander Hamilton. Yes. It reminded me of that Flowbot song. I can rule the world with, with the microphone. <laughs> I can ride my bike with no handlebars. Handlebars. Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, "Whoa, this is a crazy song." Yes. Kind of cool. Yes, yes, yes. And they're from uh, Denver. I believe so. Last night I accidentally said Denver's. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Denver's. One of them was from Denver, Colorado. Another one is from Denver, Maine. And mm-hmm. you know, some Denver, Canada. Denver, Denver, BC. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jim. Very good. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. 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 After watching Hamilton, I showed you Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. That was pretty heavy for the 50s. You want me to give a yes. brief recap? Yes. Okay. Paul Newman plays Brick, who is the <clears throat> youngest son of a rich dude named Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. When we first see Newman, he is drunk and on the football field because he used to be a star in that world. He tr- tries jumping these, uh, I forgot what they call them. Mm-hmm. Like fence type things. Not fence type things, but I forgot. He's trying to jump. He falls. Hurdles. 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 And he breaks his leg. Yes. Okay. Fast forward. It's the next day. Everybody's hanging out at Big Daddy's house because not only is he rich, but he's from the South. And he's a, he just turned 65. And rich folk there love their houses. <laughs> his wife drives up, played by Elizabeth Taylor. Her name is Maggie. And yeah. she is a opportunist who just wants to make sure that Brick gets what's coming to him yeah. and that she gets what's coming to Brick. Right. Brick has a brother who has five kids and a sixth one on the way. His name is Gooper. Gooper. These kids have weird names. They have weird names, yes. I've heard the name Brick before, but it's a weird... weird. Yes. He's married to some, some lady named May. It's kind of annoying, but... And she's preggers. She's preggers. So six kids. And it ain't like the first five kids are that great. And they're messy and they're fat. Right. So <laughs> Maggie goes up to the room where Brick is staying and starts yelling at him saying, hey, you know, you uh, got to be nice to Big Daddy. He loves you when we don't want Gooper getting it too much of that money. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And Brick doesn't want to hear it. And she's like, you, you sure you don't want to come to the airport when Big Daddy comes home? And he's like, No. So nope. she leaves, goes to the airport with the rest of the family. Big Daddy comes off the plane with his wife and their doctor. Big Daddy was away getting tests. Yeah, and he and he announces that I'm not dying. Yep, that's what we're told. He decides instead of riding home with the kids, he wants to go with Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Come home. Everybody's celebrating. Maggie goes upstairs. Her and Brick fight a little bit more. Then he almost kills her with his crutch. Yes. Then at one point, the family doctor comes upstairs yep. to talk to Brick, and he says, "Listen, I already told Gooper this on the ride back, but Big Daddy is dying. He has cancer. It ain't going to be long before he's gone." Yep. And Brick hears this, interprets it. He tries to get another bottle. Right. Eventually, the family comes upstairs. Big Daddy is talking to Brick. 
He he pulls him aside and says, uh, why are you drinking? Yeah. They get into a bit of a conflict. Eventually, Paul Newman goes downstairs with the rest of the family after they've left the room. And Big Daddy keeps asking the question, why are you drinking? What's wrong? We should say that by now, we have heard from Elizabeth Taylor that she slept with Brick's best friend, who ended up killing himself. I thought she said it didn't happen. He just kissed her, and he said, she said no. No, that's what we heard. Okay. Up to this point. Okay. Okay. Up to this point, yes. And we are led to believe that this led Paul Newman on the road to drinking pretty much nonstop. Because once he hears a click in his head from overindulgence, it's a sign that the pain of his friend's death is going to be gone for a little while. Yeah. So there's this back and forth, back and forth. At one point, Brick tries to leave. He goes out into the rain to get in his car Big Daddy follows him and starts talking about, well, I'm healthy now. and I'm going to outlive all of you. Yeah. Brick responds by saying, that's right, Big Daddy. And Big Daddy knows that something's wrong. Right. He puts the pieces together, realizes he's dying. So they break the news to the family. Mm -hmm. Big Daddy goes down to the basement. And Goober, his wife May... Big Daddy, Big Mama, mm-hmm. and Elizabeth Taylor start arguing about yep. who deserves what in the family. And and Brick is listening to this upstairs. I think he's listening to it from the other room as he's room. going downstairs. Yeah, and he's and they're arguing. It's like, well, we shouldn't be talking about this because you know I don't want we don't want Big Daddy to hear this. And he's like, well, whatever we talk about, he should hear this. Goober has this really interesting monologue, even though it's short, about yes. how you know I. Became a lawyer because that's what Big Daddy asked me to do. I got married because Big Daddy wanted me to. And I had kids. Yeah. I did everything he wanted me to. I don't know if he loved me then, doesn't love me now, or will love me in the future. But I'm I'm doing what's best for me. I'm going to get mine. Right. And He did a lot better than I just did. And Brick has, has, um, is talking to Big Daddy. And I think this is before he goes down. And I forgot to mention this. He, this is before he goes downstairs with the doctor, I think. And no, he, no, the do- he's what? already talked to the doctor. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't finished yet. Go ahead. This is the part where he breaks all the stuff. Brick breaks all these things. And he's like, it's just things. It's things. And all you ever cared about was things. This and- is before then. All right. All right. right. Yes. Well, I didn't mention that. Okay. Well, probably because we didn't get there yet, babes. All right. All right. I kind of skipped ahead. Sorry. That's okay. So Brick goes downstairs. He breaks a bunch of shit. And like, just repeating what I just said. I'm doing it in a quicker way, babes. They're talking and, uh, you know, he's like, you never loved me. Then Big Daddy says to Brick, okay, I need help up this series. You need help too. Why don't we help each other and start from here? And Paul Newman's like, sure, Big Daddy. They go upstairs and he basically tells the entire family, okay, I'm going to take one more tour of this area and tomorrow, Goober, me and my lawyer are going to talk, basically implying that Brick is going to get everything. Right. Because he's the favorite son. Yeah. And by now, Maggie has broken the news that she's pregnant to everybody, which right. turns out not to be true. Right, right. 
And also by this point, we have discovered that she didn't really sleep with uh, Brick's buddy. No. But that was told to him. And the reason he, his friend killed himself was because he was insecure without Brick. Because his friend got accepted into the, uh, I don't know if there was the NFL back then, but he got accepted to play professional yes. football while Brick was stuck being an announcer. Right, 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 exactly. So yeah. Brick goes up to bed, calls up uh, your girl Lizzie Taylor. Maggie. She runs after him, and the movie ends with them kind of making and, out. And he says, and she she thanks him for uh, supporting her lie. Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed this movie. This I is did. my second it was, time watching it. It was pretty heavy, but even for the 50s, but it was interesting seeing uh, Burl Ives as Big Daddy because um, the only exposure I had to Burl Ives was when he would do um, cartoons, like uh, um, he would narrate uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and did all these, because um, um, he was a singer too, so he sang these um, little songs and um, and uh, I thought, wow, he was he was dramatic. It was something different. This film feels like a summer movie to me. Why is that? I don't know. It just feels hot to me. Like something you would watch when the sun goes down on a late August night. Kind of like Rear Window? Yes. Okay. Exactly. They both have that August feel to me. Wow, because it was raining heavily at towards the end of the movie. In, in a couple of scenes, yeah. Yeah. But I'm just telling you how I interpret the movie. Interesting. It was really good. I would give it an eight. I would give it a strong seven, mm. just because of how heavy it is. I'm not saying it's bad, okay, but it. But I think I'll, I'd give it a strong seven. Let's do a little bit of character analysis. Okay. What does Maggie teach us about fighting for what you want? Mm. That that she'll lie about anything <laughs> to get what she wants, including being pregnant when she isn't. There's an interesting exchange between Maggie and Brick where she says something to the effect of it's okay to be poor and young, but you shouldn't be poor and old. Yeah. And I, she, I, that resonated with me. And she said, you know, I was poor for pretty much most of my life. And I thought it was, it was interesting. We get the sense that Big Daddy is fond of Maggie. And what I want to know from you... Yeah. Do you think that's just because she's married to his favorite son? Or is it because he sees her desire to fight and get ahead and relates to it? Because he had some of that in him. I think it might be the second one you said. I think that because she's willing to fight for that. Um... She she seems a lot more loving than he is, but I think in that sense they have that in common. Um, I also wanted to mention May's children. Go ahead. Because remember when that little girl was um, obviously very disrespectful to her Aunt Maggie because she didn't have any babies. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you're just you're just angry because you don't have any babies, and you know just how. Um, uh, it just kind of shows you how Cooper and May are raising their kids. Um, not the way that Maggie would raise her child if, if she was able to have a baby. Well, she can have a baby. But she can't she have a baby. Yeah. Her husband to stick it in first. Okay. Stop it. What? I know that. Okay. <laughs> 
You made it seem like she was infertile. I said if she if she did have a baby. Okay, I thought you said not if, she, if baby, she was able. Well, you know what I meant. If she did have a baby. Okay, baby. All right, babe. Stop expecting me. All right. <laughs> Bubs, you're not being nice. Sorry, babes. I love you. I think I need a kiss. No. Yeah. I don't reward bad behavior. I don't either, so give me a kiss. I love you, babes. Mm-hmm. Babes, give me a kiss. Mm-hmm. Babes, come on. Yeah. You got to tell me why, though. Because you love me. Yeah. And? I love you. And? And I love you. <laughs> so give me a kiss. All right. <laughs> no, no, a real kiss. No joking. I love you, babes. I love you, too. Con- uh, condescending and arrogance aside. Yeah, I can look past that and still love you. No, no, no. You were both. Oh. Let's talk about, instead of talking about our relationships. Okay. And your problems with my massive intelligence. <gasps> maybe we could spend. Babes, give me your hand. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could spend a moment or two talking about Goober. What do you think it was like for him to grow up in the shadow of his younger brother? Oh, I'm I'm sure it was uh, I'm sure it was very um frustrating for him because hey, what you know, why is why, you know, I should get this because I did pretty much everything that my dad wanted me to do, which which reminds me of the story about the prodigal son. I don't know if you, anyone's have read that to you before. That sounds like a biblical thing. It is. Go ahead. The prodigal son is a younger son. He squanders all of his money. He gets into a lot of trouble. And then all of a sudden he's destitute and he doesn't want to face his father because he didn't make a whole uh, life for himself. Towards the end, they have a celebration because he comes back home. His father's happy that he comes back home. His older son was like, what... Why are you, why are you celebrating? I did everything you wanted me to. I, I didn't spend all your money. I, I did this and this. And he said, look, look, you should be happy that, you, you know, even though you did all these things, that's, that's great, but you should be happy that your brother is here, that your brother is, is found because I thought I lost him. He's, I thought he was dead, but he is still living. And I think I'm, I'm butchering it, but it kind of reminds me of that. But, um, I'm sure that Gooper was very, um, very frustrated with Brick because he thought that Brick didn't make, um, you know, make, um, very good choices in his life. And remember what Big Daddy said about, you know, you're a 30 year old kid now, but soon you're going to be a 50 year old kid. Oh, yes. Did, did that, did, wasn't that a very interesting statement he made? It was. Yeah. Here's, an uncomfortable question Uh-oh. about Gooper and Big Daddy. Yes. Is Gooper, is he Big Daddy's biological son? Why, why do you ask that? Because if you remember, there's a scene where Big Daddy is telling stories and he says, oh, um, Big Mama came to me when she was four months pregnant and saying I should marry her. And it was implied that there was some doubt over whether or not Gooper was his actual kid. Mm. Because because Big Mama, um, I know that Big Mama said that was his child, right? Or was that was? Oh no, I'm sorry. Maggie said that um, when she said that she was pregnant. Anyway, um, it's it's possible that he wasn't, but it could be that he was. I don't know. We will never know. 
Do you think that Big Daddy thinks that Cooper is his actual son? Um, it's possible. Yeah, that's right. Because he said he, um, he mentioned, hey, I want to talk to Brick, my only son. Mm -hmm. And then Big Mama's like, well, you have, you, I think one of them said, well, you have, you know, Gooper. Gooper's your son too. And maybe he didn't really know that if Gooper was really his son. And it's possible that he still doubted it. And maybe he was using that to say, I don't love, I don't love Ida. I've, 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 I've spent so many years with her and I don't love her anymore. Oh. And maybe he was using that because he was resentful towards her. And she wasn't, she, maybe he felt that she wasn't uh, honest with him. Yes. As much as loving a wife as Ida was, AKA big mama, as loving a wife as she was, and she tried, but even he said that he did everything that she wanted him to do. So I thought that's very, it's, it's kind of something to think about. How much longer do you think Big Daddy lives? I don't think that very long. He might have uh, died within that month. I think, yeah, maybe three months I'd give him. Okay. But it might have been within a month. I don't yeah, know. so maybe his 65th birthday would have been his last one. And he even says that at one point, this is my last birthday. Yep. What do you think happens with Brick and Maggie? What's the rest of their life look like? Um, You know, I think that maybe this was a time to help them to start fresh. Because Brick's been... We don't know how long Brick's been an alcoholic for. Probably a long time. He's, he, you know, he's wasting his life away by drinking. I would assume for about 10 years. Wow, that's a long time. Because of, you know, when he was in school and his friend going off to the NFL. Or I, I, I don't even know if it was the NFL back then, but going off to play, play pro ball and he killed, pro ball and he killed himself after his first professional game. So maybe eight years actually. Right. Something like that. Eight to 10 years. Yes. So it could be that he's been alcohol for alcoholic for a long time and maybe that breakthrough with him and his dad realizing, well, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was loved. So I didn't act like I didn't act very lovable towards anybody. And I didn't, I didn't, I spent 30 years of my life, um, not making, you know, I spent my adult life, uh, and I had nothing to show for it except for a broken leg and I didn't make it into pro football and my friend dies and my wife is uh, childless. So he thought that he was as, as successful as Gooper. What happens to Gooper? Um, well, I would hope that he has control over his family <laughs> <laughs> because he finally gets his wife to shut up. Cause she really was talking a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wanted her to shut her up too. She was finally like, yes, sir. And it seemed like she was happy. Like, finally, you're taking the reins. You are finally taking charge, and I don't have to do it. I thought it was Elizabeth Taylor who said yes, sir, when Paul Newman called her up to the bedroom. No, 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 no. That was, that was May, remember? Oh, that was? Okay. I, no, I, I must be remembering. No, because, because he was like, May? He's like, shut up, right? He finally said, shut up, right? And, and she's like, yes, sir. <laughs> I can believe he's based on that. Then. And I think that is probably because 
he lets her do that. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want, you know, she, I'm thinking that maybe she wanted him to be the man of the family and uh, the man of his family and, and finally take the reins and take, you know, lead the family the way that the family should go. Because obviously she hasn't been doing a very good job. Yes. So that's why, um, especially when, when she was putting the ice cream in her child's hair, kind of gross. No, uh, uh, she didn't do that. Maggie did that. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Do Gooper and Brake stay in contact after the death of Big Daddy and eventually Big Mama? Um, it's, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they do. And maybe Gooper understand. Maybe Gooper might have an understanding about what Brick's going through, and and Brick may have an understanding about what Gooper's going through. And because the family almost broke apart, maybe they just maybe they want to stay in contact and try to to mend it as much as they can. Even as dysfunctional as this family is, and it is, we find out how dysfunctional it is. Yes. What would you say? I don't. I don't think so. You think they cut off all ties? Yes. I think maybe they talk in court if they have to. Uh, but I don't think that they stay close. Hmm. I think that they're just too different. Really? Yes. And you can also you can also sense the tension with um, May and Maggie. Because, you know, May is um, putting it in her face that Maggie, Maggie is infertile. And Maggie is trying to... Um, you know, explain some things and, you know, it, it's just, I mean, it's a very dysfunctional dynamic on all sides. How much longer do you think <clears throat> Big Mama lives after the death of her husband? Maybe not that long. Because remember when she finds out that he's dying and she completely falls apart? Mm -hmm. It may not even be that long before she follow, she follows suit. Mm. I have heard stories about when wives have lost their husbands, sometimes they, they stay around for a while, but other at other times they die not that long after their husband. Uh oh. I heard about them. I don't know. I don't know if she lives uh twenty years or three months. And dies around the same time as her husband. I, I just don't I'm not I sure. I don't know either. It's... Yeah. But it sounds like she was a very devoted wife. Even if, and she even said, I even loved your hate and your hardness. Yeah, but she also loved the money too. Possibly. Possibly. It doesn't, it, it, it did help that her, that her husband was super rich. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a Southern, a rich Southern man. Yes. Yeah. But the, um, when Brick was having that conversation, it's like, you know, you had all those people working for you. You didn't even ask about them. You don't know their names. You don't know how their families are. You, you never, you never once talked to these people. They were just your your workers. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's really interesting. That is. It really says a lot. What type of father do you think Brick is to his kids? If he has kids, I would imagine that he, because in thinking about this, I would imagine that he would want to be a better father than his is than Big Daddy mm -hmm. because of how he felt. After a light went on in his head, his, after a click went on in his head, as you would call it, um, that he doesn't want to be like Big Daddy and never knows his wife and never knows his kids, and not and and doesn't um, 
you know, let his children run amok like, like me and Gooper do. Because they're just, they're crazy kids, it seemed like. Yes. Five no-neck monsters. Oh, is what Maggie calls them. Yep. Does this movie make you want to see any more films by any of the people involved in it? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I would. I would. Is there anything about this movie that you want to ask me about? Um, was there anybody in the movie that wasn't a good actor? I enjoyed pretty much everybody's performance. I, I didn't, there's nobody in this movie that I didn't believe. Really? Yes. Not even the deacon? Yeah. I, I know the deacon wasn't there for very long. He wasn't there, but he was good. I didn't, I didn't really think of him, but I didn't think of him in, in a negative way either. Hmm. I felt this film was very well cast. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I thought Elizabeth Taylor did a, did a superb job as as Maggie. Yes, she really. You really thought she was Maggie. I thought I thought she did a great job, and and um, she was really young then. She was very good in it. Yes, I think, babes, this might be. No, I've seen National Velvet in this movie, and I think those are the only films I've was seen. Was she a there. teenager in National Velvet? I believe so. Yeah, because I, I believe she was like a horse. Um, a rider or something. She she competed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her name was Velvet. That's right. Yeah. No, no, she was really good. And now um, I want to know, I know that Burl Lives did a lot of like things for children and he also wrote books. So I kind of want to learn more about Burl Lives. He seemed like, um, like he's a, he was a pretty nice guy from what I understand. I don't know enough about him. Yeah. Yes. But he was like, I, that was just so crazy to see him in a dramatic Dramatic way. But he played it so well. He's right in this movie. Yes. Big Daddy. What would you give this on a scale from 1 to 10? Um, I, I, I just said I would give it a... Oh, that's right. You'd give it a 7. I would give it, it a, a... I would give it a, um, a 7. I, I don't know. I must have zoned out for a second. There. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my badness. I would give it a 7 only because of the heaviness of it. Yes, yes, yes. And I would give, Cam- I would give Hamilton an 8. Nice. Very good, J-Lo. Very good. Alana. Yes. What self-love practices, if any, do you plan to do this week? Hmm. I, d- I really don't know. I haven't even thought of it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe trying new recipes. I don't know if you would even, com- I don't even know if you would consider that a self-love thing, but I want to try new recipes. Any in particular? Well, I, I haven't made pancakes in a while, and I told you I wanted, I said the other day that I wanted to make pancakes, and I might use the, uh, the one, the Bob's um, Red Mill one that you, um, let me have. Nice. Very good, babes. Yeah, put some things in there, like cinnamon and vanilla, and, yes. yeah. Did you have any dreams last night? I did not. What about you? I had a weird one. There were some people over at my place, and I was getting, my ingredients together. I was on the floor and I found a bottle of olive oil. The bottom of it was broken off Hmm. of the bottle. Wow. But for some reason, the olive oil uh, was not dripping out of it. That's weird. And I put it on the counter and said, as long as it remains here, it should be fine. I stood up and then that's when I woke up. (laughs) What were you making? I don't remember. (laughs) It might've been pasta. Maybe. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, well, Very good. Yes. 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 
Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I can't think of anything. What about you? No, I mean, we still need to determine what movies we're going to watch next weekend, but we can do that later on. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, shall I mention what we were thinking about doing on Tuesday? The virtual date. Yeah. I thought we talked about that in this episode, didn't we? Did we? we? I think we did. Um, oh, maybe, maybe we did earlier. See, now I did my own zoning out. Oh. I, I think we might have did earlier. Yes, we did because that's when I talked about the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Shall we? That's okay, babe. I think I went. I was ahead of myself because I was thinking about well, what happened in Hamilton, and <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was a good it was a good day yesterday. It was, and I it it feels like we're having a good day today too. Yes. Yes. Well, babes, unless there's anything else you want to say. Um. No, I don't think so. All right, give me a kiss. I have to call my mom later. What are you going to call her? Mom. That's right, because it's... Today's Mother's Day. And I always call my mom on Mother's Day. That makes somewhat sense. But you also call other people in your life. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I I call the other moms or I just call my mom. I used to think that was weird. But I have other friends who call the women in their lives who aren't their moms. But uh, I guess that's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Or people that have acted like moms to them. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay, give me a kiss. All right, J-Lo, unless there's anything else you want to say? No, I hope everybody has a wonderful day. That's right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye for now. Until next time. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.